Today we're gathered on the, the great solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, on the beginning of this new year. And this feast invites us to do quite a few things. I suppose uh, the, the secular uh, day, you know, we mark the passage from one year to the next, and we can think back on and uh, have memories of the past year and uh, aspirations for the next one and hope that the next one might be better than the last one. Uh, it was a good year for some of us, uh, including myself, and maybe not a good year for, for others, uh, sadly, but I have many, many great memories from this past year. Uh, many great memories, of course, the most important of which being my ordination to the priesthood, and then in the time between my ordination and my arrival here uh, at the parish, we had some about six weeks off, and I spent about two of those weeks pretty much straight sleeping outside, camping in one place or another, which was wonderful. So there's many good memories there. And I suppose the best is uh, from a campsite we reached on a, on a trip my brother and I and several others made to the Boundary Waters. Uh, the Boundary Waters is a, a multi-thousand acre wilderness on the border between northern Minnesota and Canada full of lakes and rivers and streams and gray wolves and lots more mosquitoes. And this campsite we had reached was on the border with Canada by a waterfall, a river flowing by, uh, wonderful fishing, a bald eagle's nest across the way. And so I remember that place uh, very clearly, and I remember the fish I caught there. We also said mass every day on the trip. There were two priests, and we had two masses every day uh, in our various campsites. And although I could tell you just where and how I caught several of the fish in that campsite, I could not tell you what the readings were at mass there. Which is an interesting thing, isn't it? I'm a priest after all. But what we remember and what we forget says quite a bit about us, doesn't it? It says, it describes what we prioritize and what is really, truly meaningful to us. The, the ancients, especially the ancient Romans uh, and the theologian Saint Augustine in particular, thought that memory was actually the faculty of the soul which is most intimately ourself, like what we call the self now, uh, whatever it is that binds us together throughout our life, he thought that was memory. And that makes sense, after all, if you think about it. Uh, you, we go through all these stages in life, and we're hardly recognizable from an infant uh, to, a, to a young child, to an adolescent, to an adult, and then it, as, an, as an elderly person. What binds all of that together, what that... We're hardly recognizable from one stage to the next. Our lives change so much. Well, it is our, our memory, isn't it? Our memory is able to make the past present in some way, and we can anticipate the future. And it's that faculty of our memory which is most intimately ourselves. And it's shaped by what we choose to remember, truly, which has an interesting implication because we can't really communicate those memories to one another, can we? We can only remember what we remember, and I can tell you about my campsite on the Canadian border, but that doesn't put you there. And so our individual memories can leave us kind of disconnected and disjointed. And that's where we approach the gospel today. In the gospel today, we hear that Mary stored all these things away in her heart. That is, she chose to remember all of these things. And by, by these things, Luke means everything he had narrated in the passages leading up to this one. The Annunciation by the Archangel Gabriel, the Visitation where Mary traveled to Elizabeth, 
where John the Baptist, filled with the Holy Ghost, leapt in the womb of Elizabeth, her mother, where Elizabeth cried out, Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And then, of course, the birth of the Lord, the visit of the shepherds, and looking forward, the presentation in the temple when Simeon would declare Christ the Messiah, the one who would be destined for the rise and fall of many in Israel. All of these things, that's what these things are, Mary stored up in her heart. That is, her memory was shaped by these things, by the things that the Lord had done in her life. And our memories can also become shaped by those things. The memories of our private individual lives can bring us apart as much as they bring us together. But the Lord gives us a set of memories which form us into his people, does he not? which make us all one family with shared memories. And we can all be this one family sharing the same memories because they've been given to us through the memory of the church, through the Holy Scriptures, and above all, through the memory of Mary, our mother, who stored up all of these things in her heart. Before Mass, those of you who were here early, we're all praying the Holy Rosary. And you were praying over, remembering these things, the same things that Luke describes, the, the joyful mysteries of the rosary, are Mary's memories, which all of us are invited to share, to participate in. And just as those memories formed Mary's heart, although it was already immaculate, it surely grew, uh, the Gospels tell us, uh, along this path of storing up memories, these sacred memories, so also our hearts can be formed after the pattern of Mary's by sharing in the memories that she shares, by choosing what we store up in that treasure house of our heart as our most dear possessions. And those possessions can tie us together, can unite us in the bond of one holy people. The holy people with Mary, our mother, and God as our father. But we can take this idea of memory one step further. The Lord said at the Last Supper, do this in memory of me. That is, not only can, through our own effort, can we assimilate our hearts to the church uh, through our meditation on the mysteries of the rosary and the contents of Holy Scripture, we can also be drawn supernaturally into the memory of the Lord. That is, the Lord can in turn remember us. And because his memory is eternal, not bound by time like ours is, when he ushers us into his memory, into his mind, things that occurred long ago can become real and present for us today. And of course, that's what the sacraments are, the making present of past events through the eternal power of God, such that in Holy Mass, we can be present at the cradle where Mary rocked our Lord in the manger. We can follow him on the path to the cross and stand by his tomb at the resurrection, all through the power of God, whose memory is eternal. And through him, we enter into a timeless realm where what occurred long ago for us occurs here and now, in which we can share his body and blood poured out for us today, Christ born for us today. In fact, we, we say that throughout the, the Christmas octave, this day, we celebrate this day. Today, Christ is born for us. Today, we rejoice in his glory.
And in fact, there's so much to remember there that we take eight days to do it. We have this whole octave of Christmas concluding today where we remember and ponder the birth of our Lord for our salvation. So today and always, as we gather around the altar of the Lord, we enter into that sacred space of the Lord's own memory, where we perform the sacred actions in memory of him. These sacred actions given to us by the church through Mary, our mother, who conceived the Lord in her womb. And we always give thanks and hope and trust whatever this new year may bring in the power of the Lord's uh, protection in Mary's intercession on our behalf, that whatever occurs, he will bring us safely into his kingdom if we join our memories to his.